Welcome listeners to Season 3, Episode 2 of Flipping the Switch, the podcast for Jones Onslow EMC members and other interested parties. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to kick things off with what's happening around the co-op, and I'm going to be hosting that section uh, today because Crystal Phillips will be following me and talking with a couple of ladies with the Jacksonville Onslow Chamber of Commerce's Diversity Business Council. And their group oversees a just a really neat tourism attraction here in Onslow County, the African American Heritage Trail. And they're going to talk to us about how the trail got started, um, just some interesting sites uh, associated with the trail, and uh, where you can learn more about it. So, with that said, Let's start flipping the switch. It's February, and yes, we're still in winter, but hope is not lost. Spring is right around the corner. And never fear, we're here to bring you more helpful energy-saving tips and information. So let's find out what's happening at the co-op. First, have you noticed your electric bill is a bit higher than anticipated over the past month or so? The answer may be found in how often your heating system's heat strips have been running. Heat strips are the emergency or auxiliary part of your heating system designed to work when it's exceptionally cold, and they require more energy to operate than the everyday normal operation of your heating system. Although your heat pump must use heat strips to perform some tasks such as defrosting your outside unit, there are some things you can do to prevent those heat strips from kicking in as frequently. Keeping your thermostat at a low regulated temperature can help from excessively using your heat pump and heat strips. Number two, take advantage of Jones Onslow's Connect to Save program and purchase a smart programmable thermostat. Three, make sure your heat pump is working correctly. Contact a certified HVAC dealer and have them come out and inspect and service your system. Remember, under normal conditions, which around here means not 20-degree days, your heat pump should cost around 30 to $0.35 cents to run per hour. But on those days that we have cold temperatures outside, your heating system is going to operate in auxiliary or emergency heating mode, and the cost goes up to approximately $1.30 cents per hour to operate that heat pump. Next, have you called our office lately to speak with a consumer representative or make a payment through our automated phone system? If so, you may have noticed a new feature. If consumer representatives are busy, courtesy callback gives you the option to request a callback from us, and you can go on and do the things that you need to do. The feature holds your spot in line, and when it's your turn, you'll receive a callback and be connected with one of our consumer representatives. Finally, we want to remind you that the co-op will again this year hold the business meeting portion of our annual meeting virtually. We're excited to have the opportunity to bring Jones Oslo's business directly to you in your home or business on Friday, March 25th at 10 a.m. or any time after that as members can view the meeting whenever it's convenient for them on our Facebook page and our website. And that's what's happening around the co-op. If your electric bill is abnormally high, the heat strips in your heating system may be activated. Heat strips are designed to work when it's exceptionally cold, requiring more energy and money to operate. 
Don't raise your thermostat more than two degrees at a time. Raising it more than two degrees at a time will cause the system to go into auxiliary mode, activating the heat strips. If your heat pump is operating in this mode without due cause, it may be malfunctioning. Contact a licensed HVAC professional to have it serviced immediately. Well, in this edition of Flipping the Switch, we are honored to have two community members here with us, Lachey Cavers and Adrian James. And um, let's kind of do some introductions so our listeners know a little bit about you. And I think Lachey's first. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name is Lachey Cavers, and I am the liaison for the Jacksonville Oslo Chamber of Commerce Business Diversity Council. Thank Great. you for having me here. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. And I am Adrian James. I'm the chairperson at the Chamber of Commerce for the Business Diversity Council. So and we really appreciate involved. this opportunity. Yes, yes we, we are. That's awesome. Well, we know you're part of the Chamber of Commerce, but we're here to talk about a very special trail that exists in Onslow County. So can you guys tell us a little bit about the trail? And it is the African American Heritage Trail. Yes. Um, Onslow County celebrates the history and accomplishments of local African-American leaders, communities, history, arts, and culture. The development of the Onslow County African-American Heritage Trail at the Chamber is a combination. It is an effort between Onslow County Tourism, the Museum of Onslow County, and the Business Diversity Council, along with the Chamber of Commerce. And so it is a partnership and a body that has come together to make sure that uh, these things are prevalent, that they're known, Mm -hmm. and that they're seen. And so this trail is a partnership. Well, can you tell us a little bit about either one of you, how it all started and when it started? Yes, it started 12 years ago. Wow. And I, I believe I would have to say that it began with Mona Padrick. Okay. Uh, the previous president of the Jacksonville Onslow Chamber of Commerce. She was working to really get something done to put a spotlight on mm. the African-American history. She attended a seminar in Durham during the um, Minority Enterprise Development Week And from there, a spark was ignited and she brought the idea back. And at the same time, Linda Richardson Mm -hmm. had moved to Onslow County to Jacksonville. And it just went from there. Uh, Linda used to work in at Washington, D.C., in Washington, doing minority and business diversity mm-hmm. type things for the government. Okay. And so she was well versed in it. She was steep. She knew what it would take to get it birthed and up and running. And the two of them came together and here we are 12 years later. Well, they made something great happen together. Yeah, yes, truly. Yes, yes. You know, uh, on a side note, Jen Zonzo last year did a feature for Black History Month, and we did different stops on the trail. Oh, nice. And that was one of those eye-opening, you know, I grew up in Onslow County and moved away and came back, but I think a lot, just like our members, we didn't know it was there. And to learn more about all of the stops and the things that are right here in our backyard, you guys are making that happen, so that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um so from that idea, how did the group de- determine what stops would be featured on the trail? Well, it's an application process. Um, so when someone wants to 
um, have their um, legacy featured on the trail, they submit an application to the Chamber of Commerce to the Business Diversity Council, and then we take it from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how that happened. Yeah. That's really nice because yes. it's a lot, it's so many different areas. Yes. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the most frequently visited spots on the trail? Do you guys have any idea where people go the most? I would probably have to say the Moffer Point um, mm-hmm. Memorial and mm-hmm. then um, Georgetown High School area. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe Ocean Beach. Maybe? Ocean Beach. Mm-hmm. They get a lot. And then downtown. Downtown. The Riverwalk. The oh, Riverwalk. Because yeah. there's a, yeah. um, several markers in that area. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. also, I would love to um, give a shout out to Dr. Woodruff. He, he, yes. all, he goes there and he makes sure all the markers are tip top shape. Yes. Um, there that's at the great. Riverwalk. Yes. yes. He, 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 that's one of the things that he enjoys doing. So thank you, Dr. Woodruff, if you are listening. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the city has been kind enough to uh, make sure that um, a couple of those markers were there. Mm-hmm. They uh, paid for them to be there. And so that was a great help to right. add those markers to the trail uh, for their kindness to do that. I spoke volumes. Oh, yeah. Uh, as they're to invested the importance. in this. Yes, they're invested. And how much more invested can you be? If you take your own personal time to go out and clean them, oh, and make sure absolutely. they're in pristine condition. So Thanks again, Dr. Woodruff. Yes. (laughs) So I want to kind of touch upon something you guys just mentioned. A couple of those stops. I think as a group, we all know about the Mumford Point Memorial, which is one of the most beautiful sites in Onslow County. Mm -hmm. But I want to kind of like the one at Ocean Isle. I think that's a huge one that a lot of people don't know anything about. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Um. This is the one. This is at um, Ocean mm-hmm. um, Ocean Beach. Mm-hmm. I wish I well. I I don't know a lot of um, information about that one, but I know that if you want to find out more um, information about the markers on the trail, mm-hmm. they're located on the on the tourism site. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also, if you go to the JacksonvilleOnline.org dot mm-hmm. um, and you find um, the tourism, it's actually a link there for the African American Heritage Trail mm-hmm. that tells you about all of the markers and where they're located and how they got started. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. And I can throw in just a little bit with the Ocean Isle. I, I, I was born here. Mm-hmm. We moved when I was little, but that little stretch um, was the only stretch where black people could go mm-hmm. uh, for the beach and very prevalent. Um, it was purchased uh, by a doctor from Wilmington mm-hmm. and he and his family would come. He purchased that little strip. I think it's only a mile. Right. And um, that was where we could go to go to the beach and all of that. So that marker mm-hmm. signifies more than just being a beachfront location. It signifies the history, how far we have come, um, it signifies that once our people, meaning black people, mm-hmm. could only go to that little bit of beach um, to enjoy some some downtime. Mm-hmm. And so that marker signifies the history. And they even created um, a jazz festival mm-hmm. that they have every single year. Uh, to raise funds to make sure that the work continues. They have a cookbook uh, yeah. that they've uh, planted that also is a fundraising effort to help them keep up the history. The church is still there mm-hmm. and all of that. And so uh, they're doing a great job uh, as an association to keep that history alive. And I believe the association was named Legends of Onslow too, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. They were, they they were named Legend mm-hmm. of Onslow in 2018. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I told you guys I would not be able to keep quiet. <laughs> so, Adrian, when you mentioned about the Jazz Fest, uh, we had the, the, the awesome opportunity. I relate everything pre-COVID, post-COVID. Mm-hmm. So we had the great opportunity, I want to say probably 17 or 18, to get involved with – the Jazz Fest, mm-hmm. um, great chance. We were a sponsor. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name that we were working with. That was the organizer of it. But we were able, Jones Osley was able to sponsor the event. Uh, we we went to a couple of the the the, the shows or went, went down to the festival. And we were a part of it for a couple of years. And then COVID hit. And I think the last couple of years they haven't had it Correct. because of everything going on. But uh I didn't realize that yeah. that was a part of the trail because it's it's really on the extreme borderline Onslow Pender County mm-hmm. Pender County line uh, on on Topsail Island, but uh, that kind of leads in. And I'd written down a couple yeah. questions. So so how many stops are actually on the trail? Do you guys have a, have any idea? It's about eighty. Eighty more. Wow, that's listed. That's you, that's, that's listed. listed. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, markers. <laughs> I believe actual markers. I want to say we have thirteen markers. Okay. Uh-huh. We have about thirteen markers, and we're getting ready to plant another marker. Another one is in the fall of in the twenty twenty two. But on the tourism site, they actually um, on the website it actually tells you where they are. They're spread all over yeah. Onslow County. Yeah. Like, this is not something you'll be able to do in one day. No. You definitely would have to do it for several days. So yeah. so let me, so just for clarification, you've got around 80 stops, mm-hmm. but you've only got 13 or 14 markers. But is the goal to get each stop a marker or, 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 or is a marker designate something, something else? I mean, I'm, I'm coming from a knowledge base of very, very low here. See what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. I see what you're saying. And I don't want to get discombobulated. Um, I'm trying to remember the markers, the exact number. I think the one that we're going to do this year is 22. Okay. okay. I okay. believe it's 21 that has been established now. And um, the school in Richlands, no storms, will be able to get that marker done, and that will make twenty-two, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But uh, but yeah. I guess the ultimate goal is, I mean, would it be over time all mm-hmm. the all time. all uh-huh. the stops all the stops will could get a marker. Would potentially okay. yes okay yes that is our goal because we have a stack of applications mm-hmm. that we've not been able to get to yet. Uh, with the rich history that uh, the communities want to be marked and that story told. But we only do one a year. And so with us only doing one marker a year over the course of time, we're hoping to have all of those stops marked with that history. Okay, great. Next question that I have, and then I'm going to turn the mic back over. (laughs) I know obviously being a part of this thing, you guys have – visited mm-hmm. have you have y'all have you visited all 80 i have not visited all of them but no but I'm, I'm sure visited. a large a large portion yes of them. i visited we as a group 
have visited all of the ones with markers, markers. okay, mm-hmm. but all of the sites and applications we have not. Okay, excluding Montfort Point because we've talked about that because it's mm-hmm. awesome, mm-hmm. and maybe excluding Georgetown and the mm-hmm. and and the beach. We've talked about those. Mm-hmm. Maybe your favorite, or maybe one that's really interesting that may be mm-hmm. sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky good that yeah. someone might want to potentially visit, and it could be marked, or yeah. it could be potentially yeah. unmarked. So I'll yeah. I'll take your thoughts first, and then okay. we'll get thoughts from both of you guys. One of my favorite is Hammock Hammocks Beach State Park, and the reason it is my favorite is because the marker is right there on the deck where the existing. Um, building is but that's not the original montfort um, not montfort hammocks beach state park location the original is closer to the road in the trees so when you go to hammocks beach you know you go down that winding beautiful road as soon as you turn on that road it's like a dirt path with some beautiful trees if you take that path that is where the original building stands And so our marker is not where the original building stands. It's where the current building stands. And so that is a part of the history that is fascinating to me that we have a marker here, but you have to dig a little deeper to understand the marker is here, but the original place is at the beginning of the drive. And so that's one of my favorite because it causes you to take a walking tour Mm -hmm. to really step into the history and see what they were dealing with during that time. And so that's one of my favorite. One of my, my favorite is, well, there are two markers located at the chamber of Commerce, And one of them is Linda's marker. And that's my favorite because that's where it all began. Mm-hmm. Um, learning about how she came about to do this mm-hmm. and how she started the, um, the trail and how she built a team um, to help her do it. And then getting the meat Because I'm, you know, I wasn't here in Oslo County um, when all of this started. So I came here by way of Marine Corps. So I I was, I'm a retired Marine. So to be a part of the business community here and then learn about the history and then be sitting next to someone who actually was a part of that history is um, fascinating. So I started, that's one of my favorites, starting with her. And then the other marker that's at the chamber is the um, Sports Commission. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the uh, black athletes um, here that was here in Onslow County. So Mm -hmm. that's my favorite. I am quite familiar with that one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm past chairman for it seems like a lifetime um, of the sports commission. I was the, I was the original chairman of the sports commission when it was formed and went, went to the status that it currently resides in. And then I served a, a second term uh, and just have recently, uh, I guess they've gotten tired of me and they know they've, they've kicked me off, I guess. And I'm a, I'm a board member, I guess emeritus status now. So very, very, very familiar with, with that one. So that's awesome. Um, I think that's part of what makes the trail so fascinating is that it's not just a place. Mm-hmm. There's a story behind every place. It could feature a person, community group, and so much more. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you find these people? I know you guys had mentioned the application process, but can you tell us how how a person would apply? I think it's well, how we how the people are found is like just people in the community that know each other. Um, and who learns about the trail and say, oh, I know 
someone who would be, uh, you know, who will be awesome for this trail with their history mm-hmm. and their family history. And then they lead them to the Chamber of Commerce where we give them the application mm-hmm. to fill out and we take it from there. They can also find the application on the Chamber website. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if they go to the Chamber website and they um, either go to the tourism site or go where it says African American Heritage Trail link, um, there's an application um, link there. That they can also fill out the application there. Perfect. Yes. Well, so can- it's always who you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess that's how everything is. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, you guys have kind of covered, you know, how listeners can find out more about that, but we're going to give them the website address anyway. And then another thing is, I think the biggest takeaway from all this is that get out and learn what's in your community. Yes. There's so much more than just going to the ferry at Hammocks Beach. There's a story about how that land became to be. Yes. And, you know, personally, Linda Mathiason and Myself, when we took the tour, we went on the trail last year, and boy, did we learn things that we would have never known. Mm-hmm. So stepping out of like just your nine to five time frame or just going to the store and back, go and explore what's in your own backyard. Yes. So our, our members can visit. What's the website one more time? JacksonvilleOnslow.org. All right. And that's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. I know. If you have trouble finding that, hit a Google Wait, search. Did yes. I say Jacksonville Onslow? No, JacksonvilleOnline.org. Still yes. even easier because yes. you're already yes. online. Yes. There you yes. go. Yes. JacksonvilleOnline.org. Yes. That's and, where you can find it. And the tourism page is OnslowCountyTourism.com. Yes. Okay. And they can go there as well. Both Perfect. of those will give them information. Okay. Now, in addition to the trail, it looks mm-hmm. like you guys have some events that are coming up for the remainder of the yes. month. So you guys want to talk a little bit about those so people yes, can get involved? Ma'am. Yes, and they can only they can also go to onlyinonslow.com, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, to you find. got three yes. options. Three mm-hmm. options. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so the uh, chamber will be celebrating um, Black History Month during the week of February 22nd through 25th. Okay. And one of our events is an actual tour of the African-American Heritage Trail yes. that will be held on Friday, February 25th, 2022, of course. And then it's the, um, the presentation starts at the Chamber of Commerce. Um, we're meeting at 11 a.m. We have an awesome presentation about the trail. And then we're going to load up on the bus and go and visit a few of the markers. Perfect. Um, and so you can go to the Chamber's website, jacksonvilleonline.org <laughs> and you'll be able to find the registration link there to register for the event um, or you can um, send me an email at membership at jacksonvilleonline.org membership at jacksonvilleonline.org um, to also request information in the link to um, sign up for the tour so mm-hmm. we hope to see some of you out there um, come and celebrate with us Um, We're going to have some awesome events. It sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, stepping out and learning what the history was like here and moving it forward is what it's all about. And, you know, taking that time just to learn about your neighbors and where you came from is the most important thing you can do. So thanks for bringing all this, you know, great history to one place and it's accessible for all. Mm -hmm. And so just take the time to visit. Yes, please yes. do. And be happy free. you did. Yes. Yeah, even free. better. Yeah. Pack yeah. a lunch and do a picnic along the way. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming today. Thank you. Thank for you having for having us. us. Thank you so much. Having your current phone numbers on file with JOEMC is the best way to make sure you don't miss out on important communication. If we don't have the correct phone number linked to your location, it becomes much more difficult for you to report an outage. 
The co-op uses the phone number you provide to link your service address to our outage management system. Keeping JOEMC updated with your contact info ensures you'll receive advance notification of any planned outages that will affect your location. It also helps us when there's a question about energy use or billing. While you're updating your phone numbers, make sure your current email addresses are added to receive notifications and important news as well. You can update your info by logging into the member portal at joemc.com or by giving us a quick call at 910-353-1940 and having a customer service representative help. Member-focused, service-driven, that's our co-op. Well, folks, that'll do it for this episode of Flipping the Switch. Until next time, if you don't currently follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or any of our other social media channels, consider doing so. It's the best way to keep informed about what's going on with your cooperative. Thanks again.